Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That feeling when you look around your apartment and realize that your artwork is all framed maps. I'm a map person. Love map. That feeling when you see a black bear in your yard and all you want to do is give it a big hug. I'd hug a bear. I'd totally hug a bear. I'd probably hug an alligator, honestly. Why not? A friend of mine got a chainsaw from her fiancé for their anniversary. Now that's love. Oh, wow. Have such a good day. such a good day the show that wants you to do just that hey gang welcome to episode 115 i'm heather and (laughs) (laughs) this is the show that unpacks the absurdity of everyday life for your entertainment and remember what i said last time or did you forget because we're all Uh, in this together all of you wherever you may be in the world how are you all doing yeah that's a great reminder thank you (laughs) I'm going to drill it in. (laughs) Oh, everybody, here we are. 115. (laughs) You know, I mean, life has never looked more rosy. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're in the fate. We're in that like part of the year where we're like stacking wood and picking all the blackberries and, you know, scheming our fall and winter crops, like what we're going to plant. I kind of like the, it's like, I'm sort of sad to see summer wind down, but it's also kind of like a nice, crisp, nostalgic feeling to enter another season. You know what I mean? You know that sort feeling? of. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I do. No, I mean, I, I totally sweater do. weather. Uh, we are not there yet in my neck of the woods. It is hot as shit, um, <laughs> and it's a really weird time of year because okay, so we're you know it, the you know first week of September, and so uh, you know in uh in sonoma county that means we're gonna have like heat waves for at least another month Mm -hmm. maybe even a little bit more but the leaves are starting to change Mm -hmm. and the and the the light is starting to change you know like in the morning i i notice now that like oh wow the light doesn't hit my skylight the way that it did the last three months because Mm -hmm. we're that much farther away from the you know the summer equinox Mm -hmm. 
but it's still hot but it's weird like the light yeah, is it's weird. a weird feeling it's weird when like halloween rolls around and it's hot like that that's always sort of like a marker for me i i always felt like in los angeles it would be cold it would like become cold the night of halloween <laughs> like that exact night but uh yeah. but yeah in october cold is uh, october heat is definitely a little disconcerting yeah we're still in fire season around here so it's like i mean we have been so lucky there have been no rolling blackouts there have been no evacuations stuff that i've been dealing with for the last couple years you know and and kind of not, not happy about it but seemed sort of normal to me you're hash hashtag blessed sarah i am i am blessed you i are. am blessed i'm blessed and thankful and grateful i'm glad to hear it <laughs> well thank you i'm glad to be living it uh and and listen w this could change on a dime I, yeah. you know i i i really do i wish that this was never a thing that i talked about ever uh, mm -hmm. you know, there are times where I think like, what state can I move to in the U S or abroad really, where I just never have to deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. Although I have a friend who, uh, lives in Amsterdam now, sort of, sort of temporarily, but like they might be there for a while. And she's like, Sarah, it rains every day. Oh no. It yeah, just Amsterdam's rains every dreary. day. Like it's warm. And of course, like the, you know, cause they're up really high, you know, yeah. you, you know, when you're l looking at a map, <laughs> maps, <laughs> but, uh, but, but she's like, it's just, it's just relentless, just mm. sort of sad weather. Cause she doesn't really like rain Yeah. where I'm kind of like, I mean, I, I feel like I like rain until it happens. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, rain, everything is and dirty like, and muddy. And then like Otis's yeah. like dirty ponds. It's a whole oh, thing. Oh gosh. It's a whole yeah. Thing. It, but but it feels like so long since I even remember because it went. was a long time. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the last time it rained here was like February. You know, so you know, would be a cool company to start is like a some kind of like an augmented reality rain room where you can like in the drought like stricken world you can actually go and experience sort of a synthetic kind of rain <laughs> that's and my brilliant idea just for the get day. wet <laughs> yeah. yeah and just, just be like look and there's I'm like soaked. thunder and lightning and you're in this room and it's like you just you know because you know we, we're probably we not that far away from days. something like that i know honestly. i'm thinking too someone's out there developing it fess up yeah yeah you moma people <laughs> i know you're Total doing MoMA. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah or snapchat you know one of those yeah right right <laughs> loma or snapchat also you know a big art community kind of different but you know yeah. <laughs> well uh heather i don't know how your week has been um but well, i you're uh, gonna find out yeah i am i <laughs> can't wait you like it or not <laughs> it's gonna be great but uh i so so last week obviously on the show it by the way, if you didn't listen to last week's show, that would be episode 114. And I, you know, told everybody kind of, you know, I'm going through some some health issues. And because of that, uh, and I don't I don't want to like just like belabor that whole thing uh, because I don't actually have anything to tell you. Um, some stuff is going to be happening later this week. And so I'll probably know more next week. But I don't really know anything at this point. Um, 
but because I sort of like went public, you know, hmm. like, hey, I've got cancer, everybody. Uh, and that was sort of to, to just take it off my own chest and, and just kind of, I don't know, not have to make all these phone calls, you know, to people that I care about who would want to know. Mm -hmm. uh, there have been, of course, like really good friends of mine already kind of knew about it. And yeah. other friends of mine didn't. And I actually had a, um, I, I had a, like a fun reunion dinner with a friend a couple weeks ago and I knew about it, but I hadn't seen her in so many years. Hallie, by the way. I'm talking about you, hey, um, that I just didn't, I, I just didn't mention it because I'm just like, this will just derail the whole. Yeah, like, you'll be talking about it thing. the whole night. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, like everything else will seem yeah. silly and superficial. And totally. I just, I just wanted to hang out, you know, and you know, it's so rare that I go to a restaurant anyway. And so there's all of that stuff. But then there are the people that kind of come out of the woodwork that you aren't really all that close with, but really want to connect. Mm -hmm. And I had one of those situations the other day with, I am very confident he doesn't listen to the show, but just, you know, just in case, I just won't say his name, but it's <laughs> a, a, a guy that I grew up with. I don't think we went to grade school together. I think he showed up in high school, but he was a bad kid and you know and what i'm what i mean by that is just like you know was getting in trouble a lot had to go to the continuation school um mm -hmm. you know there maybe was some arrests that had happened i don't totally remember but i remember that he was a nice person to me but he frightened me you mm -hmm. know like i was never <laughs> i consider myself bad kid adjacent like i was <laughs> totally, i was like i was a good student uh -huh. you know i cared about you, party. you know cared about doing well but yeah but like i didn't have a problem hanging out with like problematic kids no where no. other kids totally avoided them it was like oh it's us and them you know and i was like they're fun you know but up to a point and i remember being in a car with this guy he was driving i think it was a truck but doesn't matter but but uh you know it was like a bunch of us in a truck you know and we're like going to like some like weird party in the orchards and i remember being like i need to get out of this car like i'm scared you mm -hmm. know like he's erratic and i don't know you know if this is safe for me mm -hmm. and there 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 have been more than one time in my you know in my youth and i'm sure some of you can relate where you're just like yeah, I don't need to be here. I'm, this is too much for me. Mm. Anyway, so this is, this was this, you know, high school friend of mine, totally lost touch, have not kept in touch with him. But some time ago on Facebook, we had, you know, became Facebook friends. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. We can be Facebook friends. And he's had uh, a personal journey of addiction and, um, a lot of stuff um mm -hmm. and that is something that i only know about because we're facebook friends and some of that is you know being shared publicly or at least among his friends and so you know so there's that 
And I have a few people who I'm still close with from friendship that know him. So I, I know that he's, he is who he is. But, but we have not spoken in since I was like 17 years old kind of thing. <laughs> Wouldn't know him on the street, probably. Mm-hmm. And the other day, he calls me. And it was a Facebook uh, like audio message, right? Mm. So his name comes up because we're Facebook friends. It's not like he like knows my number necessarily. And I see his name, and you know that feeling where you're sort of like, "Do I pick this up?" Was that a mistake? Because you know sometimes you can be like butt dialed or totally. Hit the wrong yeah, it was in the middle of the day. It didn't seem weird, you know. And I was kind of like, I wasn't really in the middle of anything, mm-hmm. so I answered, <laughs> and we talked for like. Almost two hours. Oh, way. And yeah. And it was funny because it's like, we don't really have, we know a lot of the same people, mm-hmm. but we don't have these like, remember when you and I did that crazy thing together? It's like, no, we weren't really friends like that. Hmm. Interesting. I just knew him and I, I knew that I thought that he was too wild for me, you know, and like <laughs> didn't want to have him behind the wheel if I was in the car kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and he was so nice and so sort of candid about his struggles in life, because we all have them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his are different than mine. But he was like, I want to know how your health is doing. Tell me everything. And I was like, I mean, do you really? Like, <laughs> this is so weird. And he's like, no, I really do. And so we talked and talked and talked. And he's such a nice person. Wow. I mean, and like people, people are troubled i I think about this a lot people are troubled in their own ways for so many reasons Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've got our demons and everybody's dealing with them and everyone's story is different and his is not at all the same story as mine but he's a really nice person and Mm. i just felt like wow and 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 to be clear, I mean, lots of other people have come out of the word work and been like, hey, Sarah, how are you? You know, I saw your news and, you know, how you doing? And I know we haven't talked in a while. And I love all of that. But for somebody so kind of rando totally. to be like, I care about you and I want to know what's going on, you know, and I've got time. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Uh, I was so touched by that. And it just reminds me that, you you. Well, some people you should write off, but there are so many people that you shouldn't write off, you know, mm-hmm. even though they're not your people totally. necessarily. Totally. Because there are just many layers to all of us. There's so, so many layers. Totally. Does he yeah, live in the area? He does. Yeah. And it's funny because I had told him, uh, you know, I take my dog to this dog park every so often. And I guess that's kind of near where he lives. And he, you know, he... He hit me up yesterday and was like, hey, are you taking Otis to the dog park? Like, I'll, I'll bring my dog down there and we can hang out. And I'm like, I'll bring snacks. <laughs> and I, it, I hadn't done that, so it didn't happen. But I was like, this is actually really cool. Like, you're such a cool person. Mm-hmm. And I care so much about him and the fact that he has had a hard time in life for a Mm -hmm. lot of reasons. And a lot of that stuff, like, I didn't even know about. You know, when we were kids, I was just like, you're a bad kid. Sure. But now, having heard so much background, I was like, ah, I see. 
yeah, like why a lot of this stuff happened and you're not a bad person. Mm -hmm. And I would never say that about you anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we'll meet up at some point and we'll have some snacks. <laughs> snacks is a good, it's an icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was just, it, it was just, it was a very funny scenario where I was like, this is just ridiculous that we're talking right now. And it wasn't like, and, you know, like to be, super clear like it wasn't flirtatious yeah it wasn't like oh you know i'm like trying to rekindle something with you that was never the deal at all sure it was just like an which adult which is also refreshing yeah for sure an adult dude who i knew when i was a kid was like hey i care about you mm -hmm. and i was like you do <laughs> uh and yeah like i think we're i think we'll be friends and i'd like to care about him as well you know, so that's, you, that's that story. I think it's great. And it also, it just like brings up a lot of thoughts. One of them is it's really fun to make new friends. I mean, he's sort of an old friend, but you weren't really friends back then. So I would consider him sort of a new friend. And it just really goes to show you, you can continue to make new friends as you get older and move to different towns. And it's refreshing. It's like so neat to hear other people's stories that you're not used to, you know, because you're you're always yeah. listening to your your friends your your core groups problems and that sort of thing so that's really great and sure i mean a crisis does really bring people out of the woodwork that's for sure yeah yeah it was it was i my heart was warmed by Aww. the whole thing honestly so and uh yeah and i yeah i don't know I, there's always uh, silver linings very much so and and you know you just Everybody needs a second chance. That's so true. Um, and, and I, well, again, not everybody needs a second <laughs> chance, but, but many people are just, they're just trying to do their best. Yeah. I know I am. And so it was just a really great reminder that you can look past certain things sure. and see the good in somebody and, and really appreciate that. No, totally. And I, it's so funny because I feel like I, I really focus on that when I meet people, cause I have a wide array of friends and I have some of my good friends have like a, t like a kind of a typical kind of friend. And like when they meet someone who might be a little more, I don't know, businessy and academic and like, there's like immediately kind of discount that they could even be close to someone like that. That's like so different than they are. But I like the variety. I, I have some friends that are, I mean, I have just like this wide spectrum of people in my life that I love and they're all very different. And I like enjoy that experience as opposed to everybody being so much the same with the same exact interests and, and that kind of thing. But that's a whole thing to unpack on another episode i think because <laughs> I we'll do we'll we'll do a theme episode at some yes. point of just like the weirdo friends yeah perfect strangers <laughs> yeah. Who, who we all have but but uh but enough about that heather how how was your week did did anything stand out to you this oh week? my goodness yes there was like a big standout moment and it's so funny i i'm still kind of like savoring it because it was really exciting and I just feel so silly, but it was just, I don't know what it was. It just, it was so exciting on so many levels. So we essentially had a visitor on my property. And to give you a little context, I've explained the way our property is set up a little bit, but we have a bunch of gardens and a lot of the gardens and the landscaping are out in the open. They're just like on, you know, 
there's like a heather garden by the ocean behind the house and then there's this other garden that's kind of on the side of the art studio and then there's like you know kind of peppered around there's just different areas that are um not themed or anything they're just like different types of landscaping and different things grow there but then we have a fenced in garden um that is a vegetable garden we have a greenhouse in there which is where i you know i make all my hothouse plants like the tomatoes and the cucumbers mm-hmm. and the peppers and um and then we have and then in that same fenced in garden there's a flower garden and what my dad did was he planted flowers that like deer like to eat like roses and tulips and things that are just like nom nommy for you know wildlife so we fence it all in and it's supposedly an electrical f- fence but i don't think that's been working for a long time which i'm kind of glad because i i wouldn't really want to zap any animals but uh-huh. we <laughs> i'm i'm kind of coming to like the other morning around six ish in the morning and my boyfriend comes in he, he usually gets up before me and he's basically like you got to get up like right now like get up really quickly and i'm still like kind of in a stupor like i'm just i'm you know slowly waking up and i'm like what like oh my god what a million things like crossed my mind and I was kind of right, worried. Yeah, the house you know? is on fire. Yeah, you know, I like, really thought happening? that. And so we, he, he, he has me run to the window and he's like, there's a bear in the garden. And I'm like, no <laughs> way. No, I don't believe you. Like, Cause he'll, he jokes with me and he's very good at kind of like, I'm pretty gullible, but he's also really good at like a deadpan. Like he'll make me believe something that's like far-fetched, you know? And I look out the window <laughs> and I see kind of like a medium-sized black bear just eating apples in our garden. And this is in our fenced garden. This is not out in the open. We see deer, Mm. I mean, I see deer all the time on the property and they're out in the open and they come to the Heather garden and they go kind of all around. But no, it's weird to see knowing the parameters of this garden. I know it very well. Um, And just knowing that he was inside, the door was locked how did he get in there? And we were just, it was just this crazy moment. And so we tiptoed out the front door. We were super quiet and we, we kind of like hid behind the, our truck and we stared at him for a while. And it was just so majestic to see, you know, something that you just do not see every day, maybe never in a lifetime, would you even see an animal like this? And it just was really exciting. And you know, then he's kind of, you know, we're watching him for, eh, I don't know, a minute or so. And then he looks up and he just looks right in my eyes with this kind of like scowl, you know, you know, cause like they are scared of us, obviously. And he immediately right. jetted off and, uh, you know, his, his cute, like blubber flapping, you know, and, and he's like running to the back of the, the garden and he, you hear this kind of crunching noise and then he's gone. And so we obviously had to, you know, we, we went out into the garden after that. We, we kind of tried to not, I guess I tried to follow him and my boyfriend's like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Yeah. You don't (laughs) run after a bear. (laughs) Um, I am such an animal lover. And of course I know he'd rip me to shreds. I'm not, it's not like I'm, I'm ignorant of that. Um, but, uh, I just, I don't know. It was just such a fun experience seeing, uh, what you would hope to be a soft and cuddly animal. And I just wanted to see where he was going. And I just 
So how did he how did he get in? Well, that's the interesting thing. So there was all this like sort of evidence of him being in there after like we were looking around to see, you know, how did he get in? Like, what did he get into other than like the apples? Because we have several ap apple trees in there and a lot of them have fallen to the ground. I mean, who knows? But so he, uh, so there's this netting that's like, it's at least 10 feet, if not more. And it's, you know, it's a, it's like a kind of a really strong, wiry kind of netting and, you know, really hard to get into. You kind of, you can't bite through it. And but what he did was what he looked like what it looked like is that he leaned into it and and kind of leaned on the the netting and it ripped at the top so he could kind of like roll over it kind of oh. and he rolled into this one side of the garden and he broke part of a tree i mean he broke some very large pieces of our apricot tree um so there was like a lot of detritus you know then i you see like you know half cucumbers uh from the compost like strewn everywhere i mean he looks like he likes cucumbers and uh, oh my god i feel like you have a pet bear i know don't no, see that's how i felt and that's why i was kind of like no come back i was like i'll leave i'll bring you some apples next time like i'll leave a box out yeah, for you like like you don't have to try so hard like we'll feed you I know, exactly i'm like bring your friends and then my, my boyfriend's like you cray it's like i just <laughs> i i i don't know i just i'm sad for animals right now especially in california you know, the wildlife is really suffering. I'm sure that it's very possible it's he's true. fleeing one of the fires because there's quite yes. a few fires nearby to the east. It's this time of year that they're hungry too. You know, it's berry season. And I'm like, where did he go? Does he have friends and family nearby? So we actually went down the driveway and it was still dark. I mean, it was like 6.30 in the morning. So it was like that kind of creepy early morning low light right, sort of yeah. vibe everyone's still in yeah, bed yeah you don't have like total visibility yet <laughs> exactly and my boyfriend's like this is stupid like this is not smart to do this and i'm like no no we're good we're good you know and and it was a little creepy but we walked up the driveway and down the other driveway in a loop just to kind of like see where he went well the thing is too is that i know i mean some of you might be more of a bear expert than i am <laughs> but uh i have i have seen a few bears like on like fishing trips with my dad when I was mm -hmm. a kid. I have never seen a bear around where I live now. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how many bears are around here. We definitely have mountain lions though. Oh yeah. And you know, so I'm always, I'm, you know, my guard is up. Yeah. Especially if, yeah, if I'm walking anytime. Early morning. It's not like high noon. It's exactly. like dawn and dusk that they come out. But I mean, I've, I, I remember, you know, like the first time I saw a bear as a kid, my dad was like, look. And I'm like, oh my God, I love it. It's quite an experience. It's like, yeah. I remember, and it really made so, me. They're so, like, they're so adorable. They are. They're, they're, they have like that curved back and they're just like, I, uh, and um, it just sort of made me think about a lot of things. It made me think about how we treat animals. I mean, there are a lot of animal lovers out there. I'm not talking about you, but like, I think there's a lot of people who don't respect animals as they should. I mean, I think oh, yeah. being a human, it's almost like, for me personally, like instead of believing in God, it's like for me, I bow down to nature and animals because they were kind of here before us. They have a lot of, they have a wealth of knowledge that, you know, we can't tap into obviously. And I just find them, I cherish them and I feel like we should too. We should be going out of our way to save them and help them. And, you know, it's our world that has, is burning down and it's stuff that we've created 
and it just breaks my heart. It really does. And I, I've always been this way. I've always wanted to save the animals. In fact, my first, my first choice on like an actual real job when I was like in high school was I wanted to be a biologist and I wanted to like save the rainforests, you know, like something sort of silly like that. But I just, um, well, it's not silly. Well, I, I have a bleeding admirable. heart for animals because they don't, there's only so much they can do. I mean, sure, they can run away, but like, if their ecosystem is being burnt down and all their food is being burnt to a crisp, it's like, God, please come over here and eat my apples. I can't eat them all. Like, I, uh, yeah. I would love for you to come by, have some tea. But I want to know, yeah. have you out there had a run-in with a wild animal, like, in your yard? Please tell us about it. Hi, at have such a good day.com. But it did <laughs> remind me of one experience I had. I went to Glacier National Park in Montana. This is in college. And we stupidly went on a long backpacking trip, uh, like, basically at the end of winter. So there was still snow on the ground. It was freezing. I'm like, what are we doing? But I was like a tough young person. And I ran into a moose. And it was this really, it was a similar experience where you stop dead in your tracks and you you catch eyes and they're staring at you and you're staring back. And it's, it's like, what's gonna happen? He's gonna run at me. Cause moose are actually quite violent. And he was really hungry. He was really skinny. It was the end of winter. Aww, he was like looking for food. Buddy. And it was just like, it was really similar to that experience. And yeah, it just, wow. It was pretty cool. I'd say that was the highlight Aww. of my week. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I'm with you. I love animals. You know, we both joke like, I love animals more than people, but I oh, mean, yeah. it's 100% true. I know. I mean, they're like, <laughs> like my friend from high school turned out to be a okay dude, but like, there are a lot of people I do not like, don't want you in my life, yeah. bye. Mm -hmm. But animals, I really don't, I, I, I feel for them. And I also kind of feel like it's like, yes, of course, as humans, we're, you know, we're the, you know, we're the elevated species and we've figured sure. out all the stuff, you know, and we have opposable thumbs and, yep. uh, you know, we, we, you know, science and mm -hmm. computers and, and, and just imagine being a bear being like, I just want to eat. Yeah. And you know, like you don't have resources, like yeah. nobody's going to like come to your aid. There's only so much you bear. can do. Yeah. With well, your but like, but like, like your bear community is like, they're also like, just like trying to eat. Totally. You don't, you know, you know, humans could, could say, well, you know, I need to, you know, apply for a financial aid mm -hmm. or something. <laughs> and, for, and for lots of, you know, great reasons that people do that, but animals are just like fending for themselves yep. and even our pets, you know, totally. I, I look at my dog all the time and I'm just like, I hope he, I'm giving him a good life because he has no other choice but to yep. have the life that I'm giving him. Exactly. You and know? that's why and you, that yeah, it, it just like, oh, it just makes me cry. I know, me too. Me too. It's funny because I, I know someone uh, who used to live up here in this area and there's a lot of ways you can help animals, I know. And I've done a lot of uh, volunteer work in Los Angeles area, but I'm going to look into it. The only problem that I see is because there's, you know, if, if there's like a, a hit deer on the highway like you can get involved in like being that person who goes to see how they are and get someone out there to help them and like you can be like i would love to do something that's like bigger than just like cleaning cages and you know kind of the general volunteering uh, job yeah but then yeah. i'm like i'm gonna get more sad and i just it's like i'm i'm conflicted because i want so badly to help them but I know that it's going to make me come home at night and feel worse because I'm going to know more about like statistics and, 
you know, how often a deer gets shot or like whatever. And I don't want to know that like ignorance is bliss. I mean, as long as I can, you know, keep that ignorance going, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I hope to not, you know, have too much pain from it, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Well, speaking of, um, people taking care of things, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I wanted to take a moment to say to everybody out there that if you haven't thanked your local nurse lately, thank that local nurse because mm-hmm. nurses are angels. Yep. And the reason that I say this is because obviously I've been I've <laughs> I've been in hospitals so much lately and I have to go tomorrow. Not looking forward to it, but I got to do it. But uh when you know, when I, and I've, I'm obviously like, I'm like in oncology at this point. So like my, my situation is very different than what someone else's situation might be if they had to go to a hospital. But in my situation, I have these nurses who are kind of like, they're like my pack, like Mm -hmm. we're in a pack, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're like, okay, we got you, we got you. And then the doctor comes in and the doctor does the thing that the doctor is supposed to do. And then the doctor leaves and, you know, the nurses kind of take care of you and make sure you're good and, you know, hold your hand and and that sort of thing. And this is not to say that anything that a doctor does is not short of miraculous. And I am so thankful that, you know, we have people on all parts of the medical spectrum. Mm -hmm. But the nurses are really the people that take care of you. Yeah. And... And I knew that already, but I've definitely been reminded of that recently. And it's funny because one of my cousins, my cousin Molly, hi Molly, if you're listening. Hey Molly. She sometimes listens to the show. Heather knows Molly. Um, She has been an ER nurse for years. I mean, that's what she, you know, went to grad school for. Oh yeah. And for a while she was an ER nurse overnight. Like she was the overnight shift ear nurse which is like i mean and (laughs) just like stories shout out to anybody who can just be like okay well i have to like sleep for a while because then i have to go back to the er tonight you know and and stay awake all night i mean she was so good at that and i would hear the stories and i'd be like that i don't even know how you're like alive (laughs) uh i mean it sounds like such a nightmare but people have to do it Mm mm-hmm and she kind of liked it she was sort of like oh, you know overnight you kind of there may be like fewer managers watching over you it's like you kind of you know you can kind of run your shit mm-hmm. and that said it's like uh at 3 a.m when somebody comes in with an er emergency like it's a gunshot mm-hmm. or it's an od mm-hmm. or you know something else pretty horrible and she was just that was her job and uh, I would hear stories every once in a while and just be like, I just don't know how you do this. Mm-hmm. So she, um, like I said, she's been doing it for a while and she uh, got married uh, a few years ago, had a baby and then COVID hit. And all of those things together, I knew what hospital she worked at. Um, she's in Los Angeles. And you know, I was always kind of like, God, are you okay? Like, this must be awful. Like, what do you like burn your clothes before you walk into the house at the end of the day, like every day kind of thing? Uh, right. And, you know, just so, so much uh, 
particularly with the COVID stuff, but just sure. but just ER stuff in general. Um, and in LA, you know, it's always an adventure. <laughs> with, you know, with people who are coming in. So I guess, uh, I guess what happened was a, a a hospital that had been around for seventy six years called Olympia closed recently. I was not familiar with this hospital, but it's you know it's in LA proper somewhere closed recently and Kaiser where she worked got you know got a, a bulk load of their patients like they had to go somewhere and she told me that she she well first of all the the story started with she was like yeah I I left the ER clinic I couldn't do it anymore I, I I'm now like in a nurse clinic where I'm like giving people vaccines and helping people who need um, to be educated on like type two diabetes. It's super mm -hmm. mellow. I couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, well, okay, that's wow. fine. Yeah, like, uh, of course, like, she I mean, you're a nurse, you, you know, yeah, like you could, you can work wherever you want. And I was like, well, what happened? And she was like, well, um, I was like strangled, spit on, punched, <laughs> assaulted <laughs> pooped on oh my god i mean and that was just like so many years of that went by and then when COVID, that that's like not even COVID stuff that's just like crazy patients right and then when you get to the point where you're like well if you spit on me <laughs> you know now i'm really scared for my life um over and over again she was like i had to go i just had to i had to get out of there and I just, I don't know, I sat, I sat there for a while yesterday thinking about how somebody deals with all of that and still comes to work every day saying, okay, ready to save lives yep. and, you know, and have that happen to you. Oh, yeah. I, it, not going to be me. No. Um, and I just wanted to say big ups to the nurses of the world because oh, yeah. you are saving you're lives you're you're you are you're saving lives and you're also t putting up with a lot of bs oh yeah uh that uh that i i'm sure you it's hard not to take home with you mm -hmm. and you know and i just you know just big hearts big hearts for me huge heart emojis and you know i think that also just dealing with like the bureaucracy of the healthcare system has got to be like a huge part of their job and such a such a huge pain to deal with every day yeah. and no i agree i'm i'm so with you on this and my aunt was a er nurse for her whole life she's retired now and she used to have the craziest stories and yeah you just have to be a certain kind of person to be able to deal with something like that all that trauma I mean, to see all that yeah. trauma and to go home at night to like your child and your husband and just sort, sort of, uh, that's just gotta be such a, such a crazy experience. Such a crazy experience. And, and, and so, you know, I know, I mean, I, I actually don't know what nurses make, but I, I'm positive that it's not enough. Yeah, of course uh, not. <laughs> you know, based on, based on what I've heard and just, and I know my, my, my cousin um, is, she's got a couple of friends who also went into nursing, you know, and the, you know, nursing is, you can go into lots of different areas of nursing, but uh, 
I, I've been around them, you know, where, you know, everyone's not having the best day and, you know, they're all talking about like, yeah, I had a bad day yesterday and this is what happened. And I'm like, because someone punched you in the face, like I cannot (laughs) imagine that being part of my job where I'm like, yeah, it was kind of a sucky day because yeah. someone punched me in the face. Well, it really puts like, things into perspective. Would be like, like, yeah, it really does. And like it when really you wake does. up on the wrong side of the bed or you're just like, you're just not in the mood and then you have to go record a podcast and it can be hard. I mean, you have to like let go and you have to entertain or, you know, like that's our world. But like to, ha- to have a bad night's sleep and wake up on the wrong side of the bed and have to go in to save lives. I mean, can you imagine how hard that must be? So I can't serious, really. huge no. props, huge props. Huge props, yeah. Big ups to the nurses. That's all I have to say about that. Well, I, uh, I feel like what I'm gonna talk about is not nearly as important and critical as what you just talked about, but we're gonna switch gears a little bit because that's Let's just what we do on this show. Um, so I went back to the movies, Sarah, this weekend for the first time in about a year and a half. I, I Sometimes it's like, again, that time thing. It's like, God, it's really been that long, but then it does feel long, but also short. I don't know. And uh, the last time I was in uh, a movie theater was February, 2020. I saw the movie, The Lodge, that horror movie at the Arclight. It was like a special screening. This is in Los Angeles and now this huge movie theater shockingly is closed like permanently which is so crazy but i used the to go to a lot is of closed yeah it's like permanently closed because wow, of the pandemic i didn't know that oh yeah uh, yeah oh that's horrible i know isn't that crazy you would think that i mean i get like an artsy movie house yeah i used to go to a lot of like opening nights or special screenings and i, I i've missed it i guess this last year but i also feel like we have a good setup at home. We have a huge movie library, like we're, we're good. But you know, it's fun to, it's fun the outing of going to a, a movie, you know, going to a matinee and getting some popcorn. It's just like something to do that's just a change of scenery. So we were like, let's go see Candyman. I mean, why not? It's like there's a theater, <laughs> you know, in the adjacent town that we hadn't been to and it was open and we were like, let's go see a matinee. cannot believe you saw Candyman. <laughs> it, it was really fun, actually. It was, yeah, uh, yeah it really Did was. Did you feel scared you like about it. saying it three times in a mirror? After you <laughs> no, five times. Movie? Oh, five, five times. times. Yeah. Uh, I guess it might I, have been I remember three in, the, in the original. I, I, I don't know. They tweaked it a little bit. I mean, it's definitely like, you know, it's like they, it's like a modernized horror take, uh, re, kind of remake. Uh, you know, it's got a lot of social commentary and that kind of stuff. And I thought it was pretty good in terms of, you know, a remake. Because a lot of times remakes are just like, eh, and the original was really good. And um, But yeah. it was just fun. It was fun going to theater. But I have to say, it was really interesting. So I was kind of nervous to go into this theater because it's like, you know how a lot of theaters are just like ghetto looking on the outside? It's not an art house movie uh, house. It's a, you know, kind of a, just a regular theater, like nothing too special, but it's so shabby on the outside, needs a paint job, like just looks looks kind of scary. Like a, like a movie theater in like- Yeah, where you're like trudging in. Like, yeah. Okay, let's go and it see looks dirty, movie. you know? 
And then like, yeah. especially with like the COVID stuff, you got to wear a mask, but it was surprisingly nice inside. Like it was just, it was nice. It was just definitely like a nice theater. And I was like, oh, cool. And you smell the popcorn and you're walking down the hall, you know, and you see the different rooms and it's kind of like exciting. And, but I have to say that when I got into the theater and we found our seats, there was only one other person at the time in the back. So we, you know, we went like at least five rows in front of that person in the middle had our own little area and I was like ah okay I could take off my mask and you know there's no real threat you know but I was a little nervous about it and then of course a whole gaggle of people came in after the movie started and it was all dark and I was like a little mm. uncomfortable because they sat really close to us and it was weird it was a weird feeling because normally I'm just kind of like that's cool. I don't love to be elbow and elbow, even pre and before times. I didn't like that at the theater. I'd rather have a seat between you know, a stranger, sure. but yeah. this was different. It was like, it's just, it's weird to sit next to someone eating popcorn, like pulling their mask off and, and, and they weren't sitting right next to me, but they were like behind me next to me kind of thing. And yeah. Just, and you kind of like keep looking back. Like, yes. Are you doing it right? Totally. And I felt I felt like this territorial feeling um, and also eating popcorn with a mask on. I mean, that's got to be the hardest thing to eat because you're eating one kernel at a time or you're eating like a handful. So like, what's the point? Anyway, it was going back to the movie theater. It was kind of like riding a bike, honestly. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I think that the the Candyman remake was worth seeing in terms of just like an entertaining factor. A actually, Sarah, I think you would like it. I wouldn't say it's so scary or anything. I mean, it's it's so well produced and so kind of you know it's like a Jordan Peele production kind of thing. But it's interesting. Oh, is it a Jordan Peele? I yeah, he's like a producer. That. He doesn't direct it, which is why I think it was better uh -huh. than some of his stuff. So but so so just the funny thing about Candyman the first time. Uh, I think it was like, I don't know, mid 90s, right? Like mm -hmm. 1995 or something like that when the first movie came out. And I remember I didn't see it in the theater, but uh, so it had already come out on video mm -hmm. and I watched it at someone's house and, you know, there, like there was like, it was like a party, you know, mm -hmm. like it was, we were watching it as a party. So there were, you know, a good 10 of us or whatever. And after it was over, we were all like, are you going to be able to say, do it in the mirror? You know, and everyone was like, yeah, I can do it. You know, and even I was like, I can do it. I can totally do this. This uh -huh. is so stupid. It's just a movie. And then I couldn't. Yeah. It's weird. I was like, no, like what, what if it really is real? Yeah. You know, they do a really good job. What I really liked about it was that they really do a good job with mirrors. You know, it's kind of an, a fun mirror play. I, I just, I, I enjoyed that. But I think, I think that theaters and just people putting out movies are, they know that people are wanting something familiar right now. So there, you'll notice in right. theaters right now, there's like so many sequels and prequels and remakes, you know, because people want something familiar and the artier stuff is being bought by streaming platforms and like a lot of artier theaters are either closed, you know, for good, or they're still struggling to reopen or that kind of thing. But, um, yeah. it's, I really enjoyed like the, the main actor. I, I can't remember his name, but, um, he was, he was really good and it just, it was, enter it, there was definitely an entertaining quality to it. So I recommend it social commentary, all that good stuff. But 
Uh, speaking of movies, I wanted to throw out one that I recently saw to our 2120 South Michigan Avenue, who likes our movie recommendations and all y'all out there, not just him, him slash her slash bear. They, them. <laughs> you are, they, them. <laughs> so it's a, it's another British film. Cause the, the one I had recommended that, that you, you commented on was called La Piscine. So actually that was more like a French movie, but this is a, um, a British film from the 1970s. It's a really good, creepy little movie about a 15-year-old girl who kind of is coming to terms with her sexuality. And she sort of suspects that her brother is, you know, maybe guilty of murder. It's called I Start Counting. Kind of a weird title. It's from 1970 and starring the scene stealer Jenny Agutter, who I don't know much about. I've seen her before. She was in a Australian movie called The Walkabout or Walkabout. Great movie. She's awesome. She's there's something about this girl. She she's in a lot of movies as like a young as a, you know, teenager, 20 something and she's just there's something you just want to watch her. She's really cute. Um so that's my rec- recommendation for you uh this week. So let me know. Let me know what you think. It's a, you know, if you don't like horror, I wouldn't say it's horror. It's more of a thriller. And it's kind of a slow burn. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll be cool with that. Let me know. N D D. Just a reminder, we do this on every show, but we'll do it again today. If you are not a patri- pa- patron of our show, <laughs> I, w- I was about to call you a Patreon. Because you're a patron. I don't know. It happens. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're not and you like the show and you'd like to directly support us, please do so. Patreon.com slash have such a good day is where to find out more about that. And we have a new patron. Well, a, a, a returning patron. And that's Craig Ozzy. Who we love very much. Craig O. Craig O. Uh, thank, thanks for coming back. And we know life gets in the way for lot of you folks and it was neat to uh, see him in my in our inbox though i have to say i was like yes (laughs) awesome yeah (laughs) i know i know old pal i mean we love all of our patrons we do certain patrons that we especially they're all unique snowflakes yep they are (laughs) um in the best way possible so if you if you do want to become a patron you can also join our Discord discussion. We chat with each other in between shows. It's really fun. Everybody's super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at the $5 and up per month Patreon level. You don't have to give $5 a month. It could be as little as one. So totally up to you, but that's a fun perk for you. And that uh, I would encourage you if you if you like us like join join our community because you know it's more than just heather and me it's super fun like we have people from around the world around the globe and right now we're talking about um doggy doors that cats are using and (laughs) what else are we talking about like babies and oh we're talking about music biographies (laughs) i love i love your description it's like doggy doors that cats are using um and babies (laughs) like i remember that one very specifically but you know i really had a hard time not telling our discorders this morning about my bear uh my my bear story i like what because you wanted to to keep it for the show yes Uh, we also it. got a, we got a great email from Dundo Breadbox, and we we had uh, when Dundo had become a new patron of ours, we were like, wow, there's like there's some bread theme going on here, probably. 
Um, and they wrote in and said, yes, uh, indeed, that that is that is what I'm doing. Um, and said, I've tried many. Uh, I've tried baking many types of bread with varying success. Stayed with the French bread, using store yeast as a base for most recipes until the end of 2019. Just before 2020, my sourdough starter developed into its current form and has gone on helping me make a fresh loaf almost every week since. Sometimes I add food coloring to the discard as I bulk it up so I have a purple or orange bread with my coffee. He says, wow. here, here she says, tip coloring also helps with verifying a good mix of started with hydration dope because you should avoid green. It camouflages mold. Very interesting. I would have never thought to like color my never. bread. Never I mean, once. I wonder what that's like to have purple or orange bread with my coffee. Like, is that like, what does that feel like? What? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, you know, it's it's sort of like food coloring. I know some food coloring is like bad for you. Yeah, and then there's like thing. the natural. Kind. And then there's the natural. I remember with a friend of mine uh, as a kid, you know, sometimes we would be like, Mom, can we bake cookies? And she'd be like, okay, you can, you know, like go uh -huh. in the kitchen and do your thing. And we would food color the cookies, <laughs> you know, just so they were like f more fun Neat, to eat colors. on the other side. Yeah. yeah, like green chocolate chip cookies or whatever. Totally. So I, th I think, I think Dundo, your, uh, your tip on avoiding green is probably right, because <laughs> that just seems icky. Yeah, it does. Ew, green <laughs> bread. It, Except it for like to sourdough. Well, what about St. Patty's Day though? Would you make an exception? Then I don't celebrate St. Patty's Day. And I'm <laughs> Irish. No, Sarah, that is I, amateur hour. I no. seriously, I, it's so weird. I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about like the genetic stuff, I am way more Irish than I thought. I'm like Irish and English. So like, we're like totally kindred spirits, kindred spirits. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I've, <clears throat> pardon me. I think I've said this on the show before. I mean, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent Irish. I've got other stuff in there. Yeah, I have French, I have English, mm -hmm. a little bit of Swedish, um, but uh, but I'm mostly Irish. And mm -hmm. so I, when people say, "What are you?" I say, "I'm Irish." Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> yet, <laughs> that said, uh, I do not celebrate St. Patrick's Day because St. <laughs> Patrick's Day is for little kids who don't know better. Or like I, re I just remember being a young adult and just getting drunk, going like bar hopping, drinking lots of beer and there's like a party in the street, that kind of thing. But you know, that was a million, another lifetime ago, I guess. I also have, so I think it also really depends, like you and I are both from the West Coast mm -hmm. and there's a lot less of, you know, very long-term, uh, you know, uh, racially oriented neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like uh, when I grew up with a bunch of kids, it's like, I don't know what your last name is. I, I never really thought about it. Mm -hmm. When you're on the East Coast, Boston, for example, a friend of mine who's, who's Italian, who grew up in Boston was like, oh yeah, I mean, St. Patrick's Day was the day that you hid so that you wouldn't get beat up. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, yeah, like that's just so not how I think about yeah, these things. Totally. You know? But other people do. So multifaceted, Sarah. <sighs> well, on that note, it's 
been wonderful chatting with you as usual. <laughs> it has been wonderful chatting with you. I'm gonna wrap well. this baby up. Baby. Let's wrap this baby up. Yep. Yep. Put it put a bow on it. <laughs> um and put it under the tree. Yeah. And uh, everybody, thank you so much for being with us all this time. We will do it again next week. And until then, I will remain Sarah. And I will be Heather forever. Have such a good day. Adios. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.